Welcome to Audit Bites, the show where we give you bite-sized chunks of information and education to help you excel in your audit career. Join our host, Robert Berry, as we tackle another tough auditing topic this week. Hey, hey, friends. Welcome. Episode number 12, Audit Bites. Today's topic, well, you've seen it. Being friendly does not compromise your independence. Now, let me tell you about Audit Bites. We are the first, the very first live show where we talk about, well, auditing. Not only are we on LinkedIn, but we are on your favorite podcasting platform. So if you are on Apple, Spotify, Stitcher, wherever you are, go find us, download us, tell all your friends about us. And by the way, leave us a five-star rating because I think we're worth it, don't you? You can also get CPEs, that's right, Continuing Professional Education, just by listening to a podcast. Go to auditbytes.com for a little bit more information. Now, let me tell you guys, I've been doing a lot of training for Institute of Internal Auditors chapters. So here's what I'm going to ask you. You add a chapter and you want to see me do a presentation for your group, give me a call. Just email me. Go to my website. You can find all my contact information. So if you're looking for a kick butt trainer, message me. Now, back to today's topic at hand being friendly does not compromise your independence. So now, some of you are probably wondering, well, what in the world does he mean by that? So let me tell you how it all started. Recently, I did a presentation for the Chartered Institutes. Chartered Institute of Internal Auditors over in the UK. See, now I'm in the US and we were in the UK. We were virtual in Sinai. If you're watching today, next year, I plan on being there in person, okay? So let's make that happen. So anyway, did a virtual presentation for the IIA in the UK. And the title of the presentation was Influencing While Auditing. And what I talked about was well, as auditors, you have to be able to influence people in order to accurately and adequately do your job. So what I disclosed was that at one point in time, I actually got an audit client to pay for data analysis software for my department. So let me just explain to you how significant that is. We didn't have enough money in our budget to buy a piece of software. So I went to one of my clients and I was able to actually get them to pay for the software for our department. Now that's what I call influence. So the presentation went well. And when we got to the QA section, one question came up over and over again. And I was kind of confused by the question that came up, but the question was, do you compromise your independence by being friendly with your audit clients? Do you compromise your independence by being friendly with your audit clients? So let's talk about influence for a minute. Look. Influence doesn't mean that I'm a celebrity because I'm definitely, definitely not a celebrity, right? I mean, look at this face. I'm not a Kardashian. I'm not a celebrity. So what in the world are we talking about when we're talking about influence? Again, I'm not a Kardashian, so we're not talking about celebrities. Influence is very important. And influence sometimes is actually more important than intelligence. Let me say that again. Influence sometimes is more important than intelligence. 
Now, a lot of us don't believe that, but think about this. You can be the smartest person in the room, but if people don't know you, like you, or trust you, you will not be effective at what it is that you're doing. Let me say this again. You can be the smartest person in the room, but if people don't know you, like you, or trust you, you will not be effective at what you are doing. So I'm going to pause for the calls for just one moment because I love my audience and I love the people that are always here. And Clarence, Clarence says, no, not at all. Are you saying no, not at all? I'm not a celebrity, Clarence. I know I'm not, man. <laughs> Clarence is funny. I love Clarence. Uh, and, and Wana is here and she says, I bet you want to marry a Kardashian, right? Nope, not my type. <laughs> so not my type at all. And Clarence says he agrees. And I'm assuming that you're talking about the part where I said, if people don't know you, like you and trust you, you cannot be effective at your job. So if influence works for celebrities, surely it works for auditors as well. But here's another reason why influence actually works. You can be the smartest person in the room, but people don't care how much you know until they know how much you care. Let me say that again. People don't know how much you, people don't care how much you know until they know how much you care about them, about their business, about their processes. So oftentimes what we do as auditors is we walk into the room like celebrities and we have our big audit charter with us because it gives us the authority to come in and audit anybody and anything at any time. And we act like because we have that charter, people are going to listen to us and pay attention to us. But if we don't exercise the right type of influence, eh, they may or may not listen to what we have to say. Now, again, Think about it. People don't care how much you know until they know how much you care. Now, this doesn't mean that what happens is people won't be warm and receptive to you if they don't believe that you're there for their best benefit. So what we have to learn to do is take a different tact with people to make auditing a more pleasant experience. So like I was saying, when I was at this conference, the presentation went over real well, but towards the end, when I started talking about influence, people looked at me very strange and the questions centered around compromising independence and objectivity. They said, how can you be friendly to your audit clients and not compromise your objectivity and independence? And I just said, well, how can you not be friendly with your audit clients? Like that just doesn't make sense. Again, how can you not be friendly with your audit clients? Now, Pozo says, trust isn't an internal control, but it can help you influence others. Right. Now, Pozo has taken that from our Friday show, The Friday Froster, where Kelly Paxson always says, trust is not a control. It is not, but it can help you get the job done. And Juana says, by the way, hi, Robert. Hey, Juana. I actually need to talk to you about something too. So I'll be sending you an email message. We hadn't talked in a while anyway, so we do need to catch up, but I need to talk to you about something. Wana also says, people don't care how much you know until they know how much you care. Quoting me, yes, you can quote me on that. That is what I found to be true throughout my entire audit career. And Clarence says, Rob, uh, wait a minute. What'd you say, Clarence? Not was the, oh, I'm sorry, Clarence. 
<laughs> Never mind. You typed it again, my friend. Thank you very much. Uh, no, not at all was to your influence question. Oh, okay. You were saying 100% to my influence question. Hey, <laughs> uh, uh, hey, 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 you're on our show with uh, Doreen. I, I don't want to say your name because I'm going to mess it up right now. I'm so bad with names. Here's what I'd like for you to do, though. Send me a voice note of your name so that I get it right. Because I've seen you on several of my shows and you are a very good contributor. So, um, yes, Juana, it has been too too long since we have spoken. And uh, I really have something that I would like to talk to you about. So, look, you guys, you are on Audit Bites. This is episode number 12. Today, we are talking about how to influence your audit clients. You influence your audit clients by simply just being a good doggone person. Now, the title of this one was Being Friendly Does Not Compromise Your Independence and Objectivity. See, a lot of auditors believe that if we exercise some sort of humanness towards our clients, then that somehow makes us worse at auditing. Well, I take the opposite approach. When you don't behave like a human being, it actually makes you worse as an auditor. So I've got a few points that I want to cover today. It's going to be a real short show. Again, I was doing this presentation for the Chartered Institute of Internal Auditors in the UK. Went really well, but towards the end, a lot of the questions centered around being objective. So let me ask you a question. Have you ever had a friend that had a business and you patronized their business? I got a buddy who's good at fixing computers. Every time my computer broke, I would take it to my buddy Mark. Mark would actually fix my computer. Now, was his friendship somehow compromising his ability to actually fix my computer? I think not. Actually, I think he did a better job because we were friends, because he knew if he messed my computer up, he'd have something to pay. So let's just get right to some of the talking points. Listen, being friendly with your clients does not compromise your independence. My first point with that is people do business with people. That is my very first point. People do business with people. You see, you must interact with others on a human level because most of us accountants and auditors are human. Most most of us, not 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 all of us. Some of us, most of us are human. So look, let me just tell you a story. So I remember one time we were auditing this client and he just seemed off. Something was not right. He was not being responsive, nor was he being cooperative. And one of my smart staff members just asked, what's going on? We found out that a family member of his had just passed away. So he was off his game. Not only did we not know, but his boss didn't know and his other colleagues did not know. But they did notice that his behavior was off. But because one of my smart staff members went and asked him what was wrong, we found out we went and talked to his boss and his boss actually offered him some assistance and helped him out. Now, can you imagine what would have happened if we had continued down the track of trying to get information from this individual and trying to collaborate and coordinate with him and not seeing the human side of him? You see, he got the help that he really needed because once his boss and his colleagues found out what was happening, they kind of stepped in. This is what I mean. As auditors, we have to treat our clients like humans because they are. You can't sit here and walk around like you know everything and like that everyone needs to cater to you and your need. Uh, thank you very much. Today is my birthday and I'm having a having a wonderful birthday. 
Um, actually, <laughs> I'm having a wonderful birthday. Let me just say that. Um, thank you very much. Thank you. So, my friends, being friendly with your audit clients does not compromise your independence. People do business with people, and we have to remember that. That's my first point. My second point is you don't have to get personal with people, but it helps. You don't have to get personal with people, but it helps. And I'll give you an example of what I mean by that. So I really, really like British television. Don't know why. Always have, especially British comedy, but probably because it's dark and it's very dry. And I'm kind of a dry person with my comedy sometimes. But I like this show. I like this drama show called Doctor Who. Some of you have heard of it and some Americans just have never heard of it. But I remember walking into this one client's office and she had a picture up of this thing called a TARDIS from Doctor Who. I'm going to show you what the TARDIS is. Let's see. Here's what the TARDIS looks like. It's just a phone booth. And he flies around in the phone booth. And I remember I walked into this client's office. And when I saw the TARDIS sitting on her desk, the first thing I said was, it's bigger on the inside. And when I said it, I had some other people with me that had never seen the show and they didn't get it. But this audit client, she looked at me and she said, you like Doctor Who? I was like, who doesn't? So let me tell you, it's bigger on the inside. See, here's a picture of the TARDIS on the outside. It's just a telephone booth, right? Here's what it looks like on the inside. So when I said it's bigger on the inside, the client got it. Now, from that point forward, what do you think she and I talked about on a regular basis? We talked about Doctor Who. And I will say it was very good up until this last season where they just butchered it. So hopefully they'll fire the writers and bring in the old writers and it'll be great again. So, oh, for real, Beth? Let me just see. Beth, you like Doctor Who. Beth said her dog's name is River Song. For those of you who get it, you get it. Again, half of you are probably saying River Song. I have no idea what that is, but you have to watch the show in order to know what that means. And Beth, I'm going to kick you off my show. Beth said, sharing is caring except for cheese balls. That is correct. I do not share my cheese balls at all. So, <laughs> all right. So let's get back to this, my friends. Let's get back to this. It's bigger on the inside. So look, auditors, being friendly does not compromise your independence with your audit clients. My first point, people do business with people. Most of us are humans. Mo most of us, even though we're auditors, most of us are still kind of human. You don't have to get personal with your clients, but doggone it, it helps. And my third point is present the facts, but use some tact. Present the facts, but use some tact. You see, a lot of us, especially those of us who are auditors and we're very logical, we pride ourselves in being honest and factual, which is great. We should. But you can be honest and factual and still be tactful at the same time. Here's what I mean by that. When you think about people and how they perform at work, 
when someone is working on a significant project, what do they call that project? They usually say, this is my baby. Now, would you call somebody's baby ugly? Would you? So you can still be honest with people and use some tact. I'm not saying placate to people and not tell them what's really happening, but you can be honest in the way that you deliver things and still be tactful at the same time. Now, Clarence says he used to watch Doctor Who when he was a kid. Now, Clarence, that was the version from the 50s or 60s, I think, probably. There's another one that came out uh, like around 2007, I think is when it started. They did a reboot and it's actually really, really good. It had a couple of other spinoffs too. Uh, one of them was called Torchwood and I can't remember the other one, but it had some really good spinoffs, but it came back. So that was the, the earlier one too, uh, but then there was a spinoff. Pozo says tact is so important. Letting people save face helps. Exactly. There's a tactful way to do everything, including be an internal auditor. You can always use tact. So we're not done yet. We're only about halfway through today. But being friendly with clients does not compromise your independence. Let me say that again. Being friendly with clients does not compromise your independence. First thing I want to say, my friends, is people do business with people. You don't have to get personal, but doggone it, it could help. Present the facts, but please use some tact. Now, we're about halfway through here. I've got three more points that I want to make. What you can do if you think your independence is compromised. I've got three more points that I want to make. But before we get to those three points, there's something that I want to talk to you guys about. All right. So I just said that for the Chartered Institute of Internal Auditors over in the UK, I was doing a session, Influencing While Auditing. It was a one-hour session. I will tell you that next Monday, that session or a similar session will be available on my website on demand. One hour of CPE, and right now it is on sale for 48% off the regular price. Why 48%? Well, because today is my birthday and I'm 48 years old. So I am going to give it to you all at 48% off. Here's what I'm going to do I'm going to drop the link, and I'm probably going to have to drop it in the replay because, as you guys know, when I do my show, I am a one man show doing it all. And I may not be able to drop that link. Let me see if I can give it a try. But the, the title of the course is called Introduction to Influencing While Auditing. And again, it is a one hour course. It is about influencing while auditing. I think everyone should need to, everyone should know how to influence, especially every auditor. So let's see if I can drop that link for you guys. I think I just dropped it. You guys will let me know if I was successfully able to do it or not, if you see it. So that course is regular $49.99, but today and today only, or maybe I'll leave it on a little longer, but today and today only, it is on sale for 48% off. Again, why 48? Because because I said so. No, I'm just kidding. Because today is my birthday and I'm 48 years old. And so we're going to give you that course at 48% off. All right. So now if you are an auditor and you think 
that your independence might be compromised. Here are three things that you can do. Let's talk about that very quickly before we wrap up. Number one, you need to determine what your department's protocol is for reporting potential uh, compromises in independence. Determine what your department's protocol is. Just because you're friends with an audit client doesn't mean that you can't work on the audit engagement. However, it might mean that you can't, but there should be a protocol by which you report that to your supervisor. So that's my first point. Determine your department's protocol. My second point, my friends, is evaluate yourself. Before you even tell anyone, you've determined the protocol, but next, evaluate yourself. And here's what I mean by that. Do you think you can perform objectively and why? Because you need to be able to answer that question when you go talk to someone. Or do you truly think that your independence and objectivity is compromised? If so, why? Because you're going to need to be able to explain that to someone. So if you're working as an auditor and you happen to like some of your clients, I liked almost all of my clients. Your independence is not compromised just because you like your clients, but it could be. The first thing you need to do is determine the protocol, evaluate yourself. And after you evaluate yourself, tell someone, tell someone in your department that you think your objectivity and independence might be compromised. I want you to say might because they should ask you some questions. They should ask you your, the nature of your relationship, why you think your independence is compromised, things like that. Here's why. Every conflict should be disclosed because you need to determine if it is an actual conflict or not. Sometimes just simple disclosure can cure the concern. Let me say that again. Sometimes simple disclosure can cure your concern. So Beth says, woohoo, 48% off. That is a great deal, right? And my friend Doreen is here. What's going on, Doreen? Another great live show. Thank you, Doreen. Thank you, Doreen. And Pozo says, yes, it is. I'm assuming the 48% being a great deal. Pozo, if it's such a great deal, I should see your name <laughs> purchasing one. <laughs> uh, I tried. I almost made it for 30 minutes without laughing uncontrollably. I tried. Pozo, it's your fault. Uh, <laughs> and we got a thumbs up from Peter. All right. So look, guys. Audit Bites. The first live show where we talk about auditing. Today's topic was being friendly does not compromise your independence. You see a lot of auditors try to put up this stone wall. Can't get too close to your clients because then you can't do the job. Let me just say this. The more you put up a wall and the higher that wall is, the more you're building roadblocks to you actually operating effectively with your clients. Let me say that again. The more you put up a wall and the bigger that wall is, the more you're creating roadblocks to having a productive and constructive relationship with your clients. Hopefully that makes sense. So. This is Audit Bites, first live show where we talk about auditing. Shortly after the show is over with, you're going to find us on all of your favorite podcasting platforms. And my man, my man Garen is in the house. He says, RB, in the cut, what's good? Hey, man, it's all good in the hood. The party doesn't start until you get here, though. I feel I, like I said to you earlier, I feel like I should say to you, 
good day, sir, because every time I see you, you look so very dapper. But we're coming to a close. Audit Bites, episode number 12. Being friendly does not compromise your independence with your audit clients. Go out there and make a friend with your clients because after all, they're people just like you and me. I know people tend to believe that auditors are not people, but we are people. We have feelings and we have a soul. Go out there and act like it. Audit Bites episode number 12. Until next time. Thank you, guys. Thank you for joining us on this episode of Audit Bites. If you want to do more, see more, be more, check out our website at auditguide.com where you will find quality training. Audit merch. Yes, we have hats, shirts, and other apparel, as well as past copies of this podcast and the Friday Froster podcast. www.thatauditguide.com. Thanks for joining us.